Hello, Mustang fans, and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore. Even from way back in my days with Auto Week Magazine to my years with the Ford Special Vehicle Team, my decade at Ford Racing, and now managing enthusiast outreach for Ford Performance, I've always worked to build relationships with Ford fans. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to stay connected with you in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in our hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. My co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry expert who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or MOXM, uh, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up BOXM, for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I could only be talking about Mike Ray. Mike, tonight we've done it again, another special Moxum member guest. Yeah, and uh, a lot of, one of the Ford legends, right? And also he's got a couple great cars in his collection that um, we're going to talk about tonight. Well, absolutely. He's got a great story, too, because, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to be talking to a Ford engineer who played a very special role on the SN95 Mustang. And we're going to learn all about uh, this fantastic story, how he made this car a better car in a fourth generation of their beloved Mustang. Please welcome fellow MOXA member Clyde Atkinson. Clyde, welcome to our podcast. Oh, hello, guys. Clyde, I know that you're going to say a few words about uh, the, the lovely car we all have fallen in love with, but we have fallen in love with having you as a member and having you coming up to me at a recent meeting and talking about your car after seeing a very similar car being featured in an upcoming feature on Motor Trend magazine about the S650 Mustang. Uh, I didn't realize that your car was so rare and that, that your role um, at Ford back when you were working, I believe, with Lincoln, uh, had changed Im immensely and changed the path of the way Mustang converters were built. Why don't you tell us a little bit about when Clyde Atkinson was over at the Lincoln program and got a call to go over to the Mustang program. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we're talking, uh, we're going to go back in history a little bit here, Nineteen around 1993, uh, I was a structural engineer on the, the Lincoln, working on the uh, working on the Lincoln uh, 1996 Lincoln, and uh, we were the challenge was a unicide. Chrysler was doing unicides before Ford, and that wow. and that means uh, the A pillar, the B pillar, the C pillar, the rocker panel, the roof rails, and the quarter panel were in one stamping. Wow, huge press it was quite challenging we're actually hit we're eliminating six or seven parts by making this one stamping and i was really enjoying this this program and and working with mso and if Ford was buying new and creating new stamping these these presses were rare the, the size of them and uh anyhow all of a sudden i get called into my manager's office manager's office and 
I'm being transferred to the Mustang program. I said, what? <laughs> uh, I'm a family guy. I'm a station wagon guy. I don't know anything about Stangs other than the fact that they're, they're, they're a great seller. He says, well, pack your boxes and move across the aisle. They're waiting for you. <laughs> so <laughs> off I go. The next morning, they got a desk all ready for me, and everybody's coming over shaking my hand, big smiles on her face, and wanting to buy me coffee. I can do a couple of the guys. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, you all are too friendly. He says, because the 13 of us were worried that we might get the convertible assignment. You got it. You're the stucky. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He says, yeah. Well new things have to happen. Yeah. And uh, with the SN95, uh, it's a major refreshing. And uh, the way we do the convertible is uh, barbaric. And uh, we, we got to bring you up to speed. Well, so, you know, Clyde, let's let's tell people about that. I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, um, the Fox body was uh, stamped out at the assembly plant and you would take a coupe, I believe and send the coupe over to a shop where they had to cut them to make convertibles. Uh, they yes. actually, it was, a, it was like a conversion. Uh, right? Cars and concept, mm -hmm. uh, 96 west of uh, Howell, I believe it was, they were doing some of them. They weren't doing all of them. The assembly plant at the Rouge were pulling an average of five body shells off the line and their own special crew uh, cutting the top off of the coupe at the C-pillar and the header and adding a whole bunch of, I'm calling trinket parts to create the structure on the inner quarter inner panel and the huge oval drain trough that yeah. has to be, you know, the cloth goes down into the car. Well, so does rain and bugs and dirt. So yeah. you have to have a drain trough in there. So a convertible conversion is really quite a complicated adaptation. So right. and this, uh, and this time they wanted you to, since you're making an all new body now, a lot of people think the, uh, the, the Fox 4 platform, the highly modified Fox body platform, went under Bud McGaldy's car for, for the 94, but you've got an all new body. So this was a chance, since you were changing the chassis, uh, the structural part of the, the um, Fox 4 chassis, you had a chance to say, okay, now I've got to engineer in the convertible structure to so stamp this right at the factory and not have to send it out. That, Clyde, had to be one heck of a challenge. It was. It, um... <laughs> in fact, we weren't the only ones building convertibles. The, the Camaros and the, the Chrysler, uh, what the Chrysler convertible, that was very popular. The LeBaron. LeBaron, yep. yes. We found out that they were shipping all of their convertible LeBarons out to Cars and Concept. So we went out there, a team of us, to see exactly what they were doing. And uh, we sort of had to sneak in. We convinced their management that we wanted to increase and give them more business. So they sort of opened the doors <laughs> and watched what they were doing to the LeBaron. They were actually pulling LeBaron body shells onto a surface plate locking the front end of the chassis and the rear end of the chassis with a T-bar hydraulic piston that caught the, the rocker panels, came up out of the floor, 
and actually pushed the center of the body up an inch and a half. While the body was up in this arc, they welded out all kinds of uh, reinforcements to the rocker assemblies and the undercarriage. They released the bar and it came down about an inch, but that you I, your eyeball couldn't see it. But the car now was under tension mm -hmm. and stiffer than just the a, a coupe with the top cut off. Yeah. You know, people don't understand that the roof system of vehicle is a structural part of the entire body shell, mm -hmm. like the arch of the bridge with the cables hanging down. Mm -hmm. The roof supports and rigidizes the entire vehicle. With that roof chopped off, without the proper understructure, you've got a twisty buckboard. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people um, out there, and you know, I was telling you about this before we got on the air. We, you know, a lot of people are putting up with flex in the body, and a lot of Fox Body guys. You know, they, they realize the car's got a little bit of flex in it. And Mike Ray, uh, we're not saying anything about you because you do own that that very low build number blue Fox Body convertible. But Mike, you have to admit that when you go driving in on Detroit's, uh, what we call them, buckboard roads, um, the Fox has got a little more flex in it than most other cars. Now, Mike, have you noticed that? Absolutely. And, you know, another thing of the flex, the first time we went out to MIS, Someone had a Fox convertible and they were running it and literally bent the frame from running it on the track. Really? Wow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, well, and, and he was not happy about that, but he was warned. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an older car. So Clyde had to say, okay, we got Fox 4 chassis, which is a highly modified Fox chassis, and we have an all new body. So now, Clyde, you don't, the, the goal was um, don't send any of these out to create a stamping. That would be strictly for the convertible. And was though were those pieces already included on all chassis, or were, they, were the chassis under the convertibles custom made for no, convertible? Here's the program. Here's bro. Here's the program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Management told me that the convertible body shell was to be built in the body shop, and it was it was to be known that it was going to be a convertible when the first floor pan went into the automatic welders. Wow. So it was dedicated. It was never to be pulled offline for any special work. Hmm. So uh, so I stood over, I went over the, the uh, Rouge plant. Uh, I got a cold feeling. They didn't really appreciate engineering being over there. We were considered enemies. We we always engineered stuff they couldn't put together. <laughs> that was their attitude. So it took a few coffee breaks and donuts to warm them up that I was there for the new vehicle, the yeah. SC95, and I needed to know what their problems were so I could help them solve that assembly problem. Okay. Okay. And so... So you 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 watched the whole thing happen. Did you have certain parameters you had to hit from a Fox body versus an SN95? Where there's where there torsional? How, what did you use as your benchmark? Well, good thing you asked me that. But let me first before we go there. What they had to do was add 
almost 18 separate little pieces of metal. Well, they were welding this subpart together and then adding it into this coop uh, uh, body that's been chopped up. So the, the assembly plants hated this. It slowed everything down, had special guys on the side. So that when they discovered I was there to help them, all of a sudden I was welcomed and I, the next day I was greeted with smiles. Now, the point you brought up, you're gonna enjoy this one. My exec told me, Clyde, I want you to report to building four tomorrow morning. We have rented three European convertibles, hmm. Honda, an Audi, and a Subaru. I said, what are we doing? He says, they're over there in the test lab. You go over there, they're waiting for you. They're putting them those bodies. We want to know why the European vehicles are coming back out of the market and they're handling great and they're stiff. What are they doing? And can we get there with our Mustang? Hmm. I said, okay. So off I went. And uh I was greeted. I didn't, I had that was a new building, sort of new, building four. Yeah. It was test all test equipment. And uh I met the team uh that had the it was a Honda stripped out, brand new Honda convertible, stripped out. Everything was, the interior, the drivetrain, everything was on the floor. <laughs> and they had this thing in this huge hydraulic machine attached at the two points at the front, the A-arms and at the back bumper. And they put it through uh, uh, twisting, bending, compression uh, program. and. Uh, these guys had a program set, so they knew what they were doing. I had never been through this before, never seen this, how they treat and, uh, and test our competition as well as our own vehicle for stiffness. Well, that, you know, we needed it, but the bottom line was um, for us, for owners of the SN95, um, to have a convertible built in the factory as a convertible, you know, if you can pull this off, the idea was, I, I think, in the long run, it's fewer steps, fewer welds, a better car, and a better driving experience. So, I mean, did you have any um, well, roadblocks along the way when you were uh, trying to get this engineered? Well, you said it. That was ex exactly my assignment. And uh, I knew right away I was going to have to add weight. Adding weight adds is cost as well. And I, uh, I went back to management and I said, uh, we're not we're not going to get this for free. They said, because, that, you know, the marketing people, uh, every program we put out has a target cost, a target weight. I said, we're going to have to I'm going to have to violate what the Mustang program is all about. The right. SN95 program, he says, we already have made uh, compensation for you to work with some extra money and add extra weight. We know what we, we have to do something so the convertible can be built on the regular assembly line with its own parts. So, and now I had the data from building four. I knew the stiffness we had to come up with. We twisted what we, with 90, a 93 Mustang. So I knew we were a loosey goosey and I could see where I was going to have to put some beef in the product. And to make a long story short, I had to beef up the rocker panel assemblies. You guys are car guys. 
the rocker panel assembly runs from the front torque box to the rear wheel torque box. The outer, the outer area of the rocker panel, of course, is visible under your door. Right. I had the, that box section, we had to pump it up to uh, almost two millimeters thick, double side galvanized with some inner bulkheads. And uh, after about a year went by, we finally were able to build three prototypes, handmade, and, uh, and of all places, you guys remember the old Continental plant on Oakwood in 94? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that laid dormant for years. Ford wasn't using it at all. All of a sudden, the body and assembly people wanted to do some uh, preliminary prototype building themselves. So they, they wanted more input uh, up front instead of just engineering dictating what they're going to build in their factories. They wanted some input, and that's the way they wanted to do it. Because we were building prototypes in body engineering building PDL, and uh, we thought that was great. <laughs> but uh, so we built three Mustang prototypes with my undercarriage structure and the quarter inner panel. In other words, the that's the panel. If you take your rear seat cushion out and the armrest panel, mm -hmm. behind that panel is, a, is called the quarter inner panel. It has a support, the hydraulic system that lifts and lowers the top. Right. It also right. has, now get this, people don't think about this, but convertibles have a power drop quarter window. Mm -hmm. That's right. That, that, that it, yeah, that's so cool watching that quarter window go down in my convertible. <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. Right. Oh, that, fine. That, so, so you guys, I got to tell you, uh, the whole SN95 story is quite remarkable. I mean, John Coletti, uh, that whole team, Alex Trotman oh, coming yeah. in and letting you guys oh, God, yes. go yeah. after that car. Bless your souls for not killing Mustang, because I think a lot of people don't understand. And we're going to try to have Mike, you, you swear to God, we're going to get John Coletti on to talk about this. But he's, man, I hope so. The real, he's the man that really helped save. I mean, with Trotman's blessing, yes. uh, who was it like you had Mike, Will Body and Mike Zevilkink and those guys and Tom was it Dombrowski that was uh, helping out you guys out? Yeah, Ken Dombrowski. Ken Dombrowski, yeah. Actually, he was actually the guy I I worked downstream from. I I I refused the management position. I wanted to be on the floor being a problem solver, and I, I accomplished that. I it got it got me flying around the country to different stamping plants and assembly plants to solve problems. So I enjoyed that position. Well, you you guys, I got to tell you, um, th that whole story of how you brought that car together. We've had Bud Magaldi come on. Uh, we have uh, another Moxa member is Emmeline King. You've got to meet her, I believe. Oh, uh, my and, goodness, you mentioned the guy. I forgot. Yes, Magaldi. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he uh, he. What a job you guys did on that car, and the the people that I, today, Mike, do you still consider? Maybe I'm wrong on this now that the SN95 is now the entry level for most young people to get into the hobby, or has it moved to S197? No, I, I well, actually, both of them, but the SN95, I think, is, like you said, the number one with SN, uh, S197 being the second backup, as Fox bodies now have just went through the roof. So yeah. they're becoming unattainable for the, the younger generation now. So, yeah, SN95 with S197 as a close second behind is the entry level to get them into the, the Mustang hobby and to start enjoying uh, – what we offer well look at mike that company uh american muscle 
Yep. It's pretty much it's pretty much that that company was built on SN95. Right. I mean, that's what people they buy these cars that Clyde helped put together and I mean the convertible is the one to have, you know, at SVT we we were lucky enough to to have that car replace the uh, the 93 Fox because it served the Cobra really well. And Clyde, we when we found out that you um what made you say if I'm going to buy one of my cars, I'm going to buy a you have a 96 orange convertible? Well, I sort of always was in a, a color thing, regardless of uh, what product line. I, I enjoy the new, exciting colors, and our, our paint department guys in the styling room, they come up with spring things just to, so a dealer can put something flashy in the, in the spring to motivate people. And that's sort of like the, uh, the, the bright tangerine that they did only in 1996. That's right. And uh, that caught my eye when I saw one and uh, I was able to put my hands on it and buy it. But, uh, but, but, but let me mention one thing back at the assembly plant. I actually ended up eliminating 10 loose little parts that they had to put together to create the convertible. And uh, they loved what I did. And uh, they, we took the Mustang, the first three prototypes. We took one over the test track. I did not know anyone at the test track. <laughs> and uh, they told me to take the car over there, give it to so-and-so and so. And he had called me back the next day and said, hey, Mr. Atkinson, uh, you're not going to be taking this. We're not going to be giving this car back to you to make it a department pool car. We bust them up. We don't. We don't let. You're going to be. You're going to get an address in the boneyard where the junk, <laughs> your convertible junk, is laying. The convertible has never left the test track. <laughs> so he's pounding salt. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Three weeks later. Three weeks later, this mystery voice calls me. Atkinson, come and get this convertible out of here. It's in our way. I says, come <laughs> on. Is it drivable? My guys love it. He says we couldn't break it up. It's do whatever you did to it, do it to the coupe. I, uh oh, I says, no, no, the coupe is untouchable. Weight and cost is locked. Yeah. I said, well, yeah. I love your Mustang convertible. Oh, good. For you. I, That's so cool. I, hey, you know, John, you know what? Um, speaking of SN95, you know, if you think about it, all the aftermarket companies and all that all started to explode around SN95. Um, you know, and especially like the aftermarket um, companies too, like Roush. Um, Sita, Celine, and all them. Some of them played a little bit with the Fox bodies, but really went full force when SN95 hit the market. Yeah, and the, I, you know, I remember the launch because I went to the SN95 launch not as a member of Ford, but as a member of Auto Week staff. And I remember talking to I think it was Will Body, and a lot of the journalists wow. thought your, your SN95 boys would have uh, the mod motor in it, Clyde, and we didn't. When we saw the five liter was back into the SN95, we thought, well, we all heard about this mod motor coming along and where's, uh, you know, you got a five liter that we had in the Fox body. And, you know, they were pretty adamant. You know, we knew the engine program was late, but Mike, I think by having the five liter in there those first couple of years, that actually helped the car uh, and made to make the transition to the new car. Cause a lot of those aftermarket companies, were, they knew the five liter inside and out. And guys right. like Celine Absolutely. and Rauch. Oh, yeah. 
But that's when they started actually doing production. I know Roush's first one was 95, and um, I know Steeda really started getting into the suspension game and all that stuff um, with SN95. You know, like I said, they dabbled a little bit with the Fox body, but SN95 is when all that took off, actually, the Mustang aftermarket world took off with SN95. Absolutely. And and that and Clyde, you shouldn't discount. I mean, I know you were having fun with those Lincolns, but touching the Mustang and, and making these great SN95 convertibles for all of us who have these cars to enjoy today. Um, you know, you a lot of these guys that worked on the program, unlike you, Clyde, they never went out and bought themselves one of those cars. You know, they you I, what I like about you is two things. You, you turn down a management position to stay connected with what you love to do, which is build cars. And the second thing is you bought what you made. And, you you know, to this day, Mike, do we have other any other Tangerine SN95s in, in Moxham? Well, he's similar. It's the only one other one I know. Ron right, yeah, Summer and Ron Helena. Out of, out of New Jersey. Yeah. So, well, Clyde, Clyde, remember you came up to me and said, who is this guy with the orange one? <laughs> They're Moxham members. <laughs> right. Well, let me say, did, did, you, did I tell you this, that the – I stumbled across this convertible uh, just two years ago in Arizona. I, w I was I was going to buy a Cobra. I wanted a triple white uh, 1998 Cobra convertible, mm -hmm. and I stumbled across the Tangerine. I, I I lost my breath trying to dial the number. It was at a dealership near near Vegas, but on the on the Arizona side of the borderline, and. Uh, He's, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we we think we got it. We're gonna it's gonna go to auction probably. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> I made an offer. I said, what do you want for that piece of junk? He says, eighty five hundred bucks. I said, it's sold. <laughs> I lost my breath trying to get a deposit on it. But, well, uh, it's beautiful, and I we might maybe we should invite everybody who wants to see it. Clyde, are you gonna bring it to Mustang Memories at World Headquarters this year? It's been yes, it's been to several shows last year, but. Uh, um, I, I had to do some things to it. One nice thing, though, uh, the guy had put some aftermarket tail lamps on it and headlamps, and it had some boogaloo wheels on it, too. So I had to do and a new, I need a new top. Uh -huh. but, uh, let me tell you this, though, my, my, all my grandkids, they want it, and uh, they said, Well, what else? Uh, what else is grandpa going to do? And I said, Nothing. What I, I didn't really have to do anything to it, just a little dust, open the hood, <laughs> and blow off some Arizona dust. Because the previous <laughs> owner, the one owner, it only had one owner. Wow. He kept it garage. Garage kept it, thank goodness. So the Arizona's son didn't deteriorate it. And so uh, it was well-maintained. So it was easy to convert and bring it up to show standards. And uh, did we mention the fact that uh, the this particular the group of uh, tangerine Mustangs, most of them had uh, a black leather interior is like 150 right. of them were made. Right. They made 29, 29 with white leather interior. Wow. And I've got and I've got number 27. Wow. <laughs> Mike, how we blessed not only to have one of our Mustang heroes, uh, an engineer that made a difference in the Ford Mustang program, but have such a cool car and to bring it to our shows. Absolutely. Let me. But before you let me go, let me say one more thing about the SN95, because I've noticed in all the car shows I've been at, the SN95s have not really caught on as, as treasured Mustang collectors yet. And, and you can get good ones for a reasonable price out there yet. But what's unique about the SN95, the 94 to the 98 series, 
is the body side sheet metal. The body side sheet metal is Coke bottle shaped. It's narrower at the driver's door than the front fender and the rear quarter panel. Hmm. Wow. Next time, look down the side of an SN95. You'll see what I'm saying. And most of our cars we're doing now, and the and the and the uh, the uh, 2000 uh, SN95 version, they did straight. They straight lined it. Yeah. Quarter yep. the, the same width of the front as it is at the back quarter. So. Hmm. I'm now totally hooked on this Coke bottle-shaped Mustang. And we're we're so, so glad you touched it. Uh, without you, Clyde, and the guys in that program, you know, we're going to, Mike and I will delve more into not only uh, its predecessor, the Fox body. Mike, you've got a couple people coming up. But let's uh, keep exploring this uh, wonderful story behind the SN95. And, uh, Clyde, thank you for all, all your contributions at Ford. And I'm looking forward, Mike, to seeing this at memories this year aren't you absolutely i love those cars well okay. you're not going to so you're not going to trade in your fox body mike <laughs> not yet um but yeah him and ron having them if it'd be cool if ron brought his two and parked them together uh i don't know when anybody would have seen two together in a row yeah not with 27 no not at all a good car show is the mustang stampede in august earlier mm -hmm. august at mackinac city Oh, that's in July. Yep. Yep. The July, uh, the Stampede in Mackinac. Yes, yes, yes. July. I've never been there. Mike, have you been to that show? I have not. We helped organize the first one and it's really taken off. And I think it's on its 10th or 11th year already. Well, uh, I didn't go last year. There was a lot of issues for last year, but year before we had a, we had a darn good show of Moxham members up there. Yeah. We helped them create that event, uh, Clyde. Um, when they were thinking about doing that event, they came to our overnight session that we have once a year. Uh, it's a summit, we call it now. And uh, we helped them plan and told them how to run and organize a show. And we helped them through and walked them through the first year. And so they've just been um, doing great since. Now, for our and listeners who are not familiar with that part of Michigan, it's at the very tip of the mitten. And right across the Straits of Mackinac is the Upper Peninsula. The Upers live up there. A lot of people call it Michigan, too, or... Uh, Wisconsin too, <laughs> but uh, that's a beautiful part of the country. A great place to have a show, especially right up along Mackinac City. What a beautiful place! Yeah, Mackinac City is a great town for for families. It's just I enjoy just sitting watching people in town. Mm -hmm. Well, we well, like I said, I, I Mike, I just believe that we've got the greatest stories to tell uh, with all the Ford people that have made so many contributions to the car. That that's why you know Mustang is really by itself. Nothing against our Lincoln listeners, but we're glad we stole Clyde Atkinson because Clyde is now one of us. Yeah, part of Mustang history for sure. Yeah. Clyde, we want to thank you for joining us tonight, spending your time talking about your wonderful story. We look forward to seeing your car, car shows, and uh, uh, we really appreciate your contribution to the Mustang lore. Okay, guys. Fun talking. Uh, very much so. Mike, uh, thanks again. Uh, for bringing another Moxham member into the spotlight. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening in. So until next time, we'll just have to catch you down the road.